Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat to Australian actor Alan Fletcher, who you may famously know as Carl Kennedy from the TV show Neighbours. We of course talk about Neighbours and the 27 years he has been on the show, as well as his new single with his former Neighbours co-star Elise Platt called Sorry Is The Word. He's also got an upcoming performance at Tamworth Country Music Festival, so we'll talk about that, as well as his album which will be released later in the year. There's so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev, and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Rave it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur Buttrose. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving I'm it having up. fun. <laughs> Hashtag Lauren, rave it up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. We're raving it up. Alan, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you going today? I'm going great, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for coming on. I know you're a busy man, so it means so much to me that you could t- take the time today. Uh, bless. Thank you. <laughs> now, I did just see you also had a birthday on March 30th. Happy uh, belated birthday. What did you do to thank celebrate? Thank you. Well, well, actually, my daughter was born on the same day as me, uh, uh, 30th of March, so it's all about her. Yeah, I haven't really had a birthday for 27 years. Oh, well, there you go. You got to spoil her. That's kind of like a present for yourself as well, isn't it? (laughs) It is. Yeah, totally. Well, congratulations, a big congratulations on your new song with your Neighbours co-star, Elise Platt, called Sorry Is The Word. Now, for our audience, it's a beautiful song about relationships failing because of the lack of communication. I think we can all relate to that in a little bit, can't we? (laughs) We surely can. You do tend to write pretty much all your songs based on real-life experience. So is that the case with this one too? Have you and your wife kind of learnt more and more about communication over the years? Yeah, we have actually. We, we, we totally have. I mean, you know, every marriage is going to have times where I think what happens for a lot of people is that they just lose focus on their partner a little bit and just maybe focus a little bit too much on their own life and uh, and what they're doing and get a little carried away. And I think that it, that's fine to do that. I mean, it's great for people to be focused, but but you've got to kind of do it in a way that brings the other person with you. And so we we actually had, we were really lucky. We went to a lecture 
by a guy called Elaine uh, de Baton, who's a philosopher from England, and was a lecturer about love. And he talked about the fact that people in relationships often try and change each other uh, rather than just accept that we've all got flaws. We're all kind of a little bit flawed. And if we can accept each other's flaws, in fact, kind of fall in love with each other's flaws, then we're going to have a much better relationship. And my wife and I have certainly found that out. So we now, after 32 years of marriage, are having the best time of our lives. A lecture, though, that's so random. Is that just something that your wife told you to go along to or? No, no, I've always been interested in philosophy and Elaine de Baton is kind of a popular philosopher. He kind of, he he uses philosophy to to help us solve everyday problems. So it's not kind of like a lecture. It's um, (laughs) not back to university days. (laughs) No, it's highly entertaining, but also really, really valuable. Well, definitely. As you said, it is an everyday problem, unfortunately, but it's good to kind of learn as you go along. So 32 years of marriage, that is a huge accomplishment, I've got to say. Anyway, what do you think is kind of your secret? Is it the communication or something else? Yeah, it's the communication. It's uh, allocating time. Like Mm. Jen and I allocate, you know, at least one date night a week. That's you know, cannot be broken, um, and just having time, you know, every day connecting. Plus, of course, she's playing music with me now, which is just brilliant. Oh, how so beautiful. We kind of have a compulsory hour of rehearsal each day to, <laughs> to, to link up. So um, although, you know, that's always a bit tricky because, you know, one of us gets something wrong, the other one goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess you kind of got to figure out that balance between work and then personal as well. Totally, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, we're very fortunate. Jen, Jen finishes. She's a she works for uh, Smooth FM. She's a, a morning newsreader, so she's at home by ten thirty. So we have we do have the opportunity to spend a bit of time to, uh, together during the day, which I don't think a lot of couples don't get that. Mm. And after a really hard day's work, it's sometimes hard to reconnect. But so I think we're a little bit blessed like that. Yeah, definitely. And back to the song as well. You obviously saw Elise, like, you know, on the set all the time of Neighbours, but what made you want to choose her specifically for the track and not actually just want to do it solo? Well, um, Elise's got a beautiful album called uh, Funny Little World. In fact, she's got three albums. She's wow. a very, very well-recognised musician. And uh, um, Funny Little World is one of the most beautiful albums. So I'm, I'm just saying to everybody out there, have a listen to Funny Little World. Check and there's out. something that- there's something about uh, her voice. There's a real vulnerability in her voice, a fragility, as well as having sort of, you know, um, a strength as well. It's kind of like a real contrast there. And she's got a kind of a, a little bit of Dolly in there as well. I think she's got a natural voice for, for country music. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're kind of, you know, we know each other well enough to be able to sing, I think, together and really bring something to the song. So she was an absolute automatic choice. I was really thrilled when she said yes. Yeah, well, it was a good match, so good job. Thank you. <laughs> and can we expect a music video for this track as well? Or is yeah, it there is there, a solo? No, there is a video um, and, uh, you know, I'll make sure you get you get, you get that sent over to you. Yes, um, please. No, yeah, no, we've got a video of the track and... Uh, I'll be releasing music right through 2022. There's a song coming in May, one in June, EP in June, and then we'll be uh, the album will release later in the year with a pre-sale in September. So there's there's plenty to keep an eye on. So, You're definitely busy, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been recording. Well, that was the great thing about the pandemic in a way, mm, if there is a good so thing time. about a pandemic, is that it really got me, you know, writing, got me recording and um and uh, the guys I record with, Lachlan Bryan and Damien Caffarella, are brilliant. So they really focused me on getting this work done. Mm, 
And as you said, the album's late on out later in the year as well, called Dispatches. Yeah. Why? Why that name? Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, it's really interesting. Um, uh, I, uh, I once read an incredible book by a guy called Michael Hare, um, which was called Dispatches. Ironically, it was a, a book about the Vietnam War. He's a journalist, but he kind of wrote it from that slight Hunter S. Thompson Gonzo journalist vibe, where he's kind of describing his lived experience in Vietnam as opposed to like a, a, a you know, strict journalism, and. Uh, it always appealed to me as a fantastic book. And, uh, in fact, some of it was used in the film uh, Apocalypse Now, some of the passages was used in, in the text. And um, so when I came, when I, I was thinking of floating ideas around about what I would call songs that kind of come out of my my experience and out of my life, uh, I thought, yeah, dispatches, because really what I'm doing is I'm sending some messages out to the world about some of the weird things that have been going on in here for a while and and some of the not-so-weird as well, yeah. Mm. And will it all be very similar songs to Sorry is the Word or well, are they completely I, different as well? They're quite, they can be quite eclectic. There's um, Americana, uh, country, of course. Some of them are in there that can actually hark back to more of a folk era for me when I was actually writing quite a bit of folk music. Um, I've got a lovely song actually. One, the only cover I'm doing on the song is uh, on the album is a song by a great mate of mine from the UK, called Meet Me on the Steps of the Bombed Out Church, which is a, actually he's Liverpudlian and the Bombed Out Church is in Liverpool. And it's a very folk song. And I always loved it and I love Liverpool. So I've, I've covered that song and that'll be out probably in May. And um, all the rest of my originals uh, with one song written by Lachlan and Damien as well. That's fantastic. Is there more yeah. duets as well or are they all just you? Uh, just me. There's uh, no, no more duets planned, although this one's proving to be quite successful. So I think I'm going to have to uh, repeat the uh, yeah. repeat this thing. Yeah, be Kenny and Dolly, but they're in Melbourne. <laughs> Either more duets or just more Elise coming on as well. I think everyone's yeah, well, loving that fact. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time, like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health? because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them. When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. 
So you are previewing Dispatches at a very special live show at Tamworth Country Music Festival on the 19th of April. It's coming up quick. Are you nervous at all? Because Tamworth Country Music Festival is such a huge, important event that everyone knows and goes yeah. to. Well, I'm going to be honest. I am nervous because because of the pandemic, I haven't been gigging. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not gig fit. Um, I'm working with some guys who are very gig fit. <laughs> and even though I'm nervous, I'm not like paralyzed by nervousness because I just know the audience is going to sit there and say, look, I'll, I'll be able to look them in the eye and say, look, if I muck something up here, you know why. Because <laughs> yes. it's been a, while. Been, been a while. And we'll, I'm sure it'll be a wonderful shared experience. And there's something about country music crowds too. They're really, really, uh, I mean, as long as you're authentic, They'll, they'll go anywhere with you, you know what I mean? Um, so all you've got to do is go there and just be honest, yeah. basically. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like riding a bike. Even though you haven't done it for a while, you'll probably just get back into the rhythm of everything and be like, oh, okay, I'm back I'm back home now. I'm on yeah, stage. Exactly. Yeah. exactly, yeah. I mean, no no live gig's ever perfect, and that's kind of what makes them attractive is yeah, the, 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 little, the yeah, little things that can go wrong, yeah. Mm. Well, you have been doing it for a long time too. You've been a part of the Australian band Waiting Room for our audience since 2004. I really mm. wanted to know too because, you know, I'm a huge Neighbours fan. I've watched you for years on Neighbours. But I'm like, I only really just found out just recently. I was like, oh, wow, he's a musician too. Like, what can't you do? But how do you juggle it all, especially with the filming of Neighbours and all the, I guess, pre-COVID, all that travelling that you also did to the UK with the band? Yeah, it, that, that was a really tough time, actually, the touring. So we were doing two, two tours a year at one stage. And mercifully, Neighbours has always been quite flexible. So I've always been able to take unpaid time off. Um, but what's tricky with, with home life, though, you know, because the kids were younger and, my, you know, my wife would say, look, I'm, having, I'm struggling to cope with you going away so much. So uh, it did temper down to one tour a year. Yeah. And uh, it's been, of course, with the, with the pandemic, there's been no travel. So... Um, we, my, my Jen and I are actually going to the UK in September to do a tour of my Dr. Carl uh, show, which is kind of an interview-based show about my character, yeah. as well as playing some Americana gigs, uh, Nashville meets London in, uh, in London, and, uh, and hopefully the British Country Music Festival. Um, so just doing some gigs, doing the Dr. Carl show, but this time it'll be together. So yeah, awesome. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, really uh, not. That's good. With That is an advantage of the kids growing up now, isn't it? That you can just bring your wife and you can spend the well, time together. It's full circle now because our son's coming back to, to live here to babysit the house. <laughs> oh, that's good. But you're then yeah. you're going away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, have a really good time over there. September's going to come around really quickly as well. And do you still have that weekly residency in Melbourne as well that you've been doing for, what, 12 years or something? Yeah, no, that's, uh, unfortunately that died off when they, the, they, the pub got sold. And, uh, oh, no. and also it, it was primarily th- those waiting room gigs were, uh, weekly gigs were for um, the UK and the UK audience. It was a lot of backpackers who used to come through. And the GFC actually was the first kind of nail in the coffin for that because the backpackers are the ones who were on the budgets mm. and it was, yeah, you know, they, they didn't have the money. Um, when that recovered, then along comes the pandemic. So, you know, Can't what, are you gonna, what are you going to do? But I'm actually fully expecting there to be a big upsurge of uh, tourism back to Australia. So who knows? Fingers crossed we can get those residencies going again. Yeah, and I'm sure someone will want you back, you know. Come do a residency at our pub, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Come on, everybody watching this uh, interview today, <laughs> grab Alan. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> so you have been, uh, I want to talk a bit, a little bit about Neighbours as well. Sure. You've been playing Carl Kennedy for, what, over about 27 years? 27 Maybe years. Yeah, <laughs> just a little over 27 years. It would have been 28 in September had the show gone that long. Yeah, that's a long time. I really wanted to know, how do you keep it fresh and interesting for yourself and so that you personally don't get bored? Um, well, that's a really, actually a really, really good question because most people would sit there and say, oh, come on, how can you play the same character for 27 years? And the reality is I haven't played the same character for 27 years. And what I mean by that is when I first joined the show, the character was completely different. And I think people are just that way as well. I mean, if you think about, you know, if you look at your own dad or mum or whatever and you think, uh, you know, I, I see you as you are now, but you've mm. not always been like that. Well, um, yeah, when, when, yeah, when people are younger, they're different, they have different attitudes. So uh, Carl Kennedy has gone through all these different evolutions. He's now kind of a bit stupid, right? basically. He's a bit, he's a bit of a twit um, and he's, very, he's a lot of fun to play now. There's a lot more comedy in the character, um, although we have got some, actually really meaty, serious storylines we're shooting at the moment, which are very highly emotional. Um, and as we come up to the end of Neighbours, there's going to be uh, some, the, the, everything's ramping up. It's going to be such a huge celebration mm. of 37 years of the show that uh, everyone, please stay tuned to the last episodes because they're going to be remarkable. I mm. know. That's a big, big change for you. Woo. I don't yeah. know what you're going to do after that. Oh, I, I, <laughs> don't the music. There's plenty on the list. <laughs> and you've also known as like the, I could not believe when I Googled this, the third longest serving actor in Australian TV serial. How does that make you feel? Is that kind of like a bit of like a, a bit of like winning an award in a way? <laughs> well, you get more than it is because, you know, I've been employed for 27 years going to work every day and not many actors can say that. Mm. It's a real blessing to be able to practice your craft every day. Uh, so many actors, you know, they 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 do great movie, you know, great work. They do movies and TV series, and you see them and so like, wow, you're really really busy. But the, sometimes people forget that that work might be spread over a long period of time, like a couple of years, and they may have only worked like six to eight weeks in that entire period. Um, so you know, to keep your skills up as an actor, to be able to work every day is fantastic. You learn more, um, you know. So it, I'm, I'm, I feel blessed. So yeah. It is right, like winning an award, basically. Yeah. yeah, it is true, though. I've spoken to a lot of actors about that. And because for us, everyday people, I mean, me excluded, because obviously I got to talk to all you guys, but a lot of the everyday people don't realize that even if you've in a movie or a TV series or even like a musical or something, when that's finished, you're unemployed for a while, which is yeah. so scary. But for, uh, you know, everyday people, it's like, oh, yes, as you said, they're busy. Look at it. They're, <laughs> they've been like yeah. three films in one year, but that's only because they all got released in one year. So I yeah, love speaking true. to people about that and really getting a bit of a uh, look behind the scenes as well. Yeah, yeah totally. With Neighbours as well, <laughs> it was funny how you said, you know, you really haven't played the same character for that long because you've evolved. But also you did play in 1987, you briefly pe played Greg Cooper as well yeah. and then auditioned for Carl Kennedy in 1994. Was that confusing playing two different characters <laughs> and did your fans ever notice it? <laughs> Well, they did eventually. It took them a while, though, and then it's, some of the eagle eyes spotted it. Um, doing the little three-week stint as Greg Cooper was such fun. I got to work with Miss Minogue and um, 
she was very young. She had just released Locomotion at that time. So oh, wow, she had bring kind of, us back. <laughs> yeah, so there was no kind of no way of knowing what was actually going to happen to her career. And, of course, she was wonderful. Jason Donovan was there too. Um, Jason's always been a great pal. He's a wonderful bloke. And uh, you know, Stephen Dennis has been a lifelong friend of mine. So I felt very comfortable working on Neighbours. Uh, they did actually ask me to come back and be Greg Cooper for another year, but I, I was doing theatre, so I said, nah, I'll stick with the Shakespeare at the moment. And... Um, but when Carl Kennedy came around, it was a natural fit for me. Mm. Although it was a one-year contract and uh, every contract has been one year since. 27 years later. <laughs> yeah, totally. Man. <laughs> it means you've done quality work and they needed to keep you. <laughs> I'd like to think that, yeah. Yes. Well, I think you're amazing and you and ah. Jackie as well. Dream team. <laughs> Thank you. It's very kind. Uh, you are a Perth boy as well and attended, was it Wesley College when you were younger? I had a quick Google search. That's actually a boarding school for boys and girls. Was that a boarding school when you were there? Or? Uh, it, it was, but only for part of the – a lot of country kids came to uh, to Perth to study and so they they went into the boarding school. Um uh, Wesley was uh, you know, nominally a Methodist, you know, a Methodist school. It was very, very much the, um, you know, the kind of, you know, the, the private school vibe. Mm-hmm. And my father, he was wonderful. He worked very, very hard um, uh, to get us, my, my brother and I to that school. Um, and I was, I feel I was blessed to be there because I had two teachers there in the English department uh, who basically got me into acting. Wow. We did. We were doing a play at least every term, and and major plays, a lot of Shakespeare and so forth. And it, it, the, the the main uh, teacher, Jean Bamford, said to my father when I was leaving, he said, "If your son ever shows an interest in acting, don't stop him." Mm-hmm. And um, that's why when I did actually become a professional actor when I was twenty years old, Dad never said a word about it even though he was a professional chemist and I think he would have liked me to follow him into science. Um, he never said a word of complaint, you know, and I thought, gee, that's interesting. I think a lot of parents just sit there and say, no, don't don't, don't be doing that job. That's crazy. Yeah. Do something um, more secure. Yeah, <laughs> Is totally, there really any yeah. job secure though? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Wesley was wonderful for me. I, I really enjoyed the experience. It, it, it really developed me as a person and um also, they make you. It was a type of school where they taught you to be super independent. Oh, and my mum, my mum did the same thing. She said, "Yeah, you, know, you you've got to be an independent person." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have kind of grown up an independent person because of that. I think. Yeah. And did you ever have like any other careers that you wanted to pursue as well, or you know what they call a bit of a plan B? Well, I, I was actually um, a headshot photographer taking portraits for other actors for twenty years here in Melbourne and um, built up a really big business doing it. It was a really mm. successful business. Um, so, and also I've done travel photography and I recently actually produced and, and, and uh, was the lead kind of, you know, presenter in a show called Photo Number 6 where we travelled the world looking at travel photography and experiences that you try and capture with photography and so forth. So Ooh. photography has always been a, a big passion, which I pursued professionally. And uh, I, now that, of course, Neighbours is finished, I'll have more time to get back to some of the travelling that I've always loved doing to, uh, to to explore more travel photography. That, that's so cool. Um, <clears throat> I've also, I think I mentioned to you, I've a keen interest in philosophy. So I kept going back to university in <laughs> gaps in acting to study philosophy. That's uh, and I you never stop learning. <laughs> yeah, well, you, no, you don't. You don't. And um, so I still, you know, avidly read uh, read uh, philosophical texts and, and so forth and, and follow that. Um, I don't think I'll ever become a philosopher, but, you know, an amateur philosopher. Yeah. Just yeah. for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow, that's great. Like, I love to hear that there's so many other passions within these people that I interview. So keep it up. It's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it, maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do? Well, this is your time. Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. We're actually going to play a game really soon if you would like to play one. It's always really fun. But I just wanted to know, do you have any advice for our audience today who might want to be getting into acting or even a musician like yourself as well? Oh, I think the best best piece of advice you can have if you're doing anything in the creative arts is to do as much of it as you can. Now, that kind of sounds obvious, right? But you can never play a song too many times. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can never write too many songs. Uh, you can never stop acting. Um, you don't sit You don't sit there waiting for the next job to turn up. You get out your Shakespeare. You get out your Bernard Shaw's. You get the texts out. You read them and you find pieces and they go, ah, I might just, I might just work on that piece. Mm. Um, yeah, really think about it, research it, you know, I've actually involve myself in preparing that as if I was doing that play. And it's incredible what that does for you. The other thing, of course, about music and performing as an actor is it's a kind of a joint experience. You know, you can, you know, yes, you can do solo work, but it's fantastic doing it with other people. So the best advice you can do is seek out like-minded people and, and work with them. And you know, like we, we, when I was a young actor, we had a, a group uh, called Skillshare, which was a bunch of or a bunch of actors, performers, who all used to come together once a week, and each performer would take turns to share a skill. Huh. So you might you might turn up one week and say, "Okay, today we're going to learn how to juggle," or you know, "This this week I'm going to show you what I learned in a workshop in New York when I did an acting workshop there." So it's fantastic to share skills. So seeking out like-minded performers is a great way to improve your work. I love that Skillshare idea. Go do that, guys, because that sounds amazing. That You might as well just put more, you know, in your tool belt, as they say. Basically, yeah. You can never have too many tools in your tool belt. Yeah. Yes. I really appreciate that advice, especially coming from a legend like yourself. So thank oh. you. <laughs> That's too kind. Now, with this game, Alan, it's called the two-minute hot seat. And what we do is I ask you various questions and you just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats, single dancing. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. Okay. There is a leaderboard up against everyone else that's played the game on the show. And Mr. Ben Turland, who plays Hendrix Grayson in Neighbours, he's been on the show. And I'm sure you probably want to beat him. He's answered 38 (laughs) questions. My lord. 
and he's sitting number 50 on the Raven Up leaderboard, so there's people still above him. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. I know. Out of Zoom interviews, I think he... Uh, top of the Zoom leaderboard is about 55 questions, so... Wow. Let's see how you how well you go here, Alan. You ready? Okay, let's go. Okay, let me just get my stopwatch out. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock music? Rock music. Rock or pop? Rock. Pop or country? Country. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach or pool? Beach. Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Blondes. Sweet or salty? Salty. Sunglasses or hat? Hat. SUV or convertible? Convertible. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? PlayStation. Singing or dancing? Singing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Johnny Depp. Mall or online shopping? Uh, Online shopping. Cinema or home movie? Home movies. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Cake. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookies. Family or friends? Family. Football or soccer? Football. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Train. Straight or curly hair? Straight hair. Eye colour blue or brown? Blue. Vampire or werewolf? Vampire. Texting or calling? Texting. Sydney or Melbourne? Melbourne. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? TV. Starbucks or Gloria Jeans? Gloria Jeans. Snow or surf? Surf. Harry Potter or Twilight? Harry Potter. Family Guy or The Simpsons? Family Guy. McDonald's or Hungry Jacks? Hungry Jacks. Red Rooster or KFC? Red Rooster. French fries or chips? French fries. Burger or hot dog? Burger. Pies or sausage rolls? Pies. Tomato sauce or barbecue sauce? Tomato sauce. Guitar or drums? Guitar. Sneakers or thongs? Sneakers. Bike or scooter? Bike. Leather or denim? Leather. City or country? City. Biting your nails or picking your nose? (laughs) Biting your nails. Tattoos or piercings? (laughs) Neither. (laughs) Backpack or suitcase? (laughs) Uh, A backpack. And we're out of time. Okay. So Ben answered 38 questions. Do you think you beat him? I doubt it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm happy to tell you, you smashed him. (laughs) Ah. You've answered 57 questions. (laughs) There you go. Okay, I'm going to... I know. You really, really smashed him. Let me have a look. And you were sitting... Uh, number 31 on the whole Rave It Up leaderboard. You're sitting with Rob Mills at the moment. Ah, um, and you are number one out of all the Zoom interviews. <laughs> Congratulations, Alan. <laughs> I've never been number one at anything. <laughs> You're number one on our show. That's what matters. <laughs> Bless you. Well, you're just going to have to come back on and we'll have to play it again and try and get you right at the top. That would be great. Maybe awesome. in person next time. Who knows? I, I would love that. I really would. <laughs> Well, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview now, Alan, but as a closing statement, and was probably the most important question, it's a very famous question here on Rave It Up, Mm. knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? Don't smoke. 
You don't smoke. Okay, that was that was such a quick answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really interesting. When I was when I was fourteen, I started smoking oh cigarettes. Oh my goodness! And uh, you know, I smoked for forty years, and I haven't done myself any favors. Let me tell you that. And it's the stupidest thing you can ever do. So um, yeah, do do not smoke cigarettes is what I would say to my fourteen year old. Everything else, I'm quite happy with what. That boy did back then when he was 14, oh, except smoking. Yeah, 14 is a very young age to start smoking. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's pretty stupid, yeah. Yeah, and it, as I said, it continued on to the rest, you know, yeah. into your adulthood. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and before we go, if our audience want to contact you or find out what you're up to in the future, where should they go? Well, best place to do is just go to alanfletcher.net. I love it when people subscribe because I, I send them a birthday message on their birthday. Oh. And they get a newsletter with all the info and so forth. But of course, there's the, the, the for the music. Also, if you could head over to Spotify or Apple Music and and just follow me and uh, and like like the music. When you, when you follow me, you'll get my new releases straight away into your feed. So I'd really appreciate the follow. And uh, and yeah, AlanFletcher.net gives you all the info. And keep an eye out for the music video. We're excited for that. Yep. <laughs> Let you me bet. know when it's out, okay, Alan? <laughs> you betcha. Yes, and I'll make sure to put all the links below for everybody as well. And I'm going to go have to subscribe now because I'm like, oh, I want a birthday message. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. Get on to it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Alan. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Lauren. It's been an absolute joy. It has been a lot of fun. Time just flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? It does. You're welcome on the show anytime to chat about any of the other future releases as well as End of Neighbours. (laughs) And (laughs) hopefully next time we can have a chat in person as well. I know I'm in Sydney, but, you know, whenever you're in Sydney or I'm in Melbourne, I'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah, I've now got a powerful reason to come to Sydney. Yes. Woo. I'm glad I'm the powerful reason. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, let's keep in touch and it's it's on the to-do list. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Brilliant. Thanks, Alan. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.